I love hearing the roar of the church, hanging out and talking and being friends. I tell you what, I've been to so many churches where people try to find a way in and out without seeing anyone or saying hi to anybody. And there's entire industries built around being able to stay at home and and watch church. Um, And so it's so encouraging for me to uh, to be at this community and to be a part of this community where everyone is just so, so friendly. So friendly, so excited to see one another and excited to engage. Just a couple quick things uh, before we dig in. We've got a birthday in the house. I don't even know. I, I don't want to say it. I, I heard it this morning. Um, and she is, she is wonderful and she's been here for a long time. And so can we just say happy birthday? You don't know who it is. If you do know, then you can point it out. But we can just say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Barbie. We love you. I mean, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we've also got some, uh, we've got so many awesome things or, uh, that, are, that are happening here in the community. We had a birthday this past week as well um, uh, on New Year's Eve. And, um, and yet we also have, as, as Pastor Manny was saying, we, we have some loss in the community. We have, we have people that are experiencing loss and death and, and pain and trauma. We've got, we've got people here that have friends back in the Middle East that are dealing with some insane stuff right now. And so as we dig in today, I just want to take a moment, and I know we've been praying a lot, and you know, it sounds funny because we're like, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to pray again. But listen, God, God is here, and God is with us, and God wants to speak to us today. And when we pray, it, it, it tunes our hearts and minds into what God has for us. And when we, when we speak to God, he hears us, and, and he promises to listen, and he promises to respond. It might not always look like the response we want, but the promise remains. And so let's pray, and then we will, uh, we've got a, such an awesome service to finish up today, but, but let's pray, and then we can go. God, we, we love you, and we thank you. God, we believe that you are real, that you're good, that you love us, and you lead to peace. And so in this moment, God, as we're celebrating so much life, but also mourning with those who mourn, those who have lost, those who are experiencing pain and trauma, those who are experiencing hurt, God, we just ask that you would come alongside them, that you'd open our eyes to, to, their, to their lives, that we might see them and know them and, and, and help meet their needs where we can. God, give us a heart for those who are hurting today. Give us a heart for the lost. Give us a heart for people that are, that are going through things, that are, that are trying and, and, and who are walking through that wilderness alone so, God, so we could come alongside them and we can show them the way and point to your promises. So God, we love you and we thank you. What a gift it is to be your church. What a gift it is to worship and to remember you today. And so it's in your name that we pray. And we all said, amen. Uh, just a reminder, we're going to be taking our uh, communion after, immediately after the, the message. And then after that, we'll also be taking our benevolent offering. And so if that is something that you've been preparing for all month, this will be your opportunity to give. It'll be in between the last two songs. Cool. All right. So welcome back. Glad you're here. Uh, what a beautiful day. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Hey, if you're kind of new or you don't know me, my name is David. I am uh, your lead pastor here at Community Life Church, and, and I am so excited to share from the scriptures today. In fact, I have been excited to share this passage of scripture with you e- since, since October, long before I even moved here to the greatest and most influential cultural epicenter of the known world that is Los Angeles County, okay? I have been excited to preach this passage even before I was your pastor. Why, you ask? Because of the story of this house, of this house, of this church. 
I remember when we were out here this past fall, um, trying to trying to process if this was it, if this is where God was leading us, if this was going to be our home and you were going to be our family. I remember being out here, and it was then on one evening, rocking his leather vest that the always classy Don Carlson, he comes up to us. You know what I'm talking about. By the way, Don told me that flying cars are not too far off, and he is a rocket scientist, and so we can trust him, okay? But I remember, you think about the 210, not a big deal with flying cars, okay? But check this out. I remember this one time. It was this evening, um, and he walks up, and he hands me a copy of your book. I don't know if you've ever read this book. Um, But at first, I'll be honest, I was kind of like, ah, cool, thanks, Don. It's a self-published church, church, small church book. I'm so excited to read it, right? And, um, and so I, I was like, ah, I don't know. But I, I was committed. I'm going to read some, I'm going to read some pages, but I didn't have high hopes. But I get home and, and after I opened it, both Rebecca and I, like, we just could not put it down. We couldn't put it down because of what we found inside. It was a story of unbelievable faith, unbelievable faith and obedience, sacrifice and God-sized dreams, not man-sized dreams, God-sized dreams as the founders of this church laid a new foundation for God to move and build on here in the Crescenta Valley. And what started as just a a small Bible study in someone's living room with a handful of families, now 75 years later, through seasons of incredible victory and, and influence, but also deep hurt and disappointment with tens of thousands of people having walked through these doors, 75 years later, this church still stands. And the legacy that was planted in the dirt of La Crescenta and Community Ave, even now, continues to produce good fruit in Jesus' name. And again, it's because of this heritage, it's because of this history, it's because of where you have been that I am so excited to share where we, not you, not me, but we are going next. Which is really what this series and and all of the month of January is about. It's about what's next. Who God is calling us to be from here. Where God is calling us to go from here. And the new foundations for the future that God is working to build in and through this community. But okay, all that said, before we start working into the specifics of what is to come, this brave new world of faith. I'd like to commit this first week, committing, uh, creating a, a common understanding for us of what's true and what's possible. I'd like to create a new base for reality, talking not just about what will be built, but rather starting with where. Starting with where. And, and I want to park here today because I think so often we can put the cart before the horse. Is, is that still a phrase? That's still a phrase, right? We can, we can put the cart before the horse. We can try to run before we, before we even know the basics of walking. And it, can, and it can leave us. It can leave us frustrated and fragile and hurt as we topple over again and again with little to no motivation to get up. It reminds me of my boy, my boy Ford. He just, he's turning five this week, and he's awesome. And he's exhausting, okay? Um, and he's got so much energy. He's got so much energy and excitement and wonder for what's possible. And, and so this year, um, this year we, in an effort to help focus that, 
that, that imagination and creativity, we, we began investing in Legos and, and Duplos. And, and, and one of the coolest things that he got for Christmas this year is this Lego marble, uh, like marble run set. Where, where you build whatever you want with your Legos, and then you put this track on the top, and you can drop Legos or these marbles down, and it kind of runs down, and it's really cool, okay? And, and he agreed. It got him off of the iPad, you know what I'm saying? And so he loved it, and so he opened it up on Christmas morning. We being Rebecca, because I have almost no patience for some of this stuff, but I still like to say we for solidarity, okay? So, so we, well, I, we opened it up while I was drinking coffee and, and get to building, but Ford... Ford, he wants in. He, he sees how cool this could be. He sees the future of what could be. And so he went after it and he dug in. But, but when he did, he started building this marble tower. Um, he started building it on a, on a rug, on some carpet. And so he'd put some pieces down, you know, and he'd, and he'd do his best. And he'd push them down thinking they were tight. And then he would put, put some other ones up. But because they were on the rug, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like go all the way in. Does that make sense? And so they were going in, but not all the way, and then they, and they wouldn't be secure enough. And so when he tried to connect it to other little towers and other little things, it would just kind of fall over. And once, once that was fine, twice that was fine, but, but, but eventually he started to get pretty mad. And so he, he took them all apart and starts chucking them against the wall. And, 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 be, and it's because he just could not, he could not understand that there was nothing he could do to build it right. Even if he even if he made it perfectly, just like he saw on the box, because it was being built on the wrong place, because it was being assembled in the wrong place on this rug, there was never a firm foundation to keep the pieces together. And this is it. This is it right here. If there's one thing I need you to remember, if you're taking notes, the one thing I need you to take away at the expense of my son's frustrating moments, it's that even if you know what you want to see, even if you know what you want to grow or build or experience in this life, even if you've heard directly from God, even if you've heard from God about what's next in your family, in your career, with your passions, and and even in this church, if you don't start on what's true, if you don't start on what's solid and secure, everything you put together in your life will always eventually fall apart. It will always eventually, I don't care how talented you are, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care how intelligent or spiritual, if you don't establish your life on what is true, it will crumble beneath your feet. It will crumble. Knowing what isn't enough, you need to know where to build what's next. You need to know where. And that's why we're starting here today, this first week of 2020, meditating on the scriptures like we just heard. Ephesians chapter 2, God is building a home and singing these songs. I will build my life upon your love. Why? Because it's a firm foundation. We're starting there so we can all, as a community, as a family, as a body, step into the future God has for us on a shared, common understanding and a shared foundation. A foundation that I, that I believe deeply God wants to, to use to build a resilient, passionate, impacting, vibrant, obedient, faithful, loving, remodeled house of faith upon. Remodeled house of faith. A, a house built by God. So La Crescenta and La Cañada and Glendale and Tahunga and Sunland and Pasadena and, and all of Los Angeles County and beyond. So they might know and believe and be saved. 
This is God's heart for us, for the world. This is what he dreams for our influence and wants for our family. He wants the world to look more like heaven because of his work in us. In us. But in order for this to happen, in order for us to see any of this take shape, what's next? We need to start with the foundation. Just like Legos on a rug. We got to start with the right foundation. So if you have your Bibles with you, follow me quickly to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, it'll be on the screen as well. But if you're taking notes today, I'd like to borrow my title from the very first sermon that was ever preached in this church uh, on the old foundation all the way back 1946 by Pastor Floyd Bergfalk. It was a sermon called, I Will Build My Church. I will build my church. And this title, I will build my church, it comes from our scripture, Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus, he's engaging with his disciples, he's engaging with his followers, the people that have been with him, and, and he's asking them about his reputation, he's asking about the future, he's asking about um, what people believed was true, and, and, and so here's the exchange, it starts in verse 13, it's on the screen, it says this. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And this phrase, son of man, it's something that Jesus used often to describe himself. More than 80 times in the gospels, Jesus refers to himself as the son, uh, refers to this, this phrase, the son of man. But it also connects beyond the gospels. It it connects in the past as uh, the prophet language of Daniel. And it was referring to what would come, the savior that would come, son of man. And so essentially what he's saying is like, who do people say I am with all sorts of layers? And they respond, well, well, some say that you're, you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, who was a prophet. Others say Jeremiah, who was a prophet or one of the other prophets. Verse 15, then they ask, then he asked them, okay, but, but who do you say that I am? Because these people have seen me. I get that. They've watched me from a distance. They've seen the types of things I've done from afar, but, but you've been with me. You've experienced me in a different way. So who do you say that I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And basically Simon Peter, he is saying back, you are the one that was promised. You are the one that Israel has been waiting for since the garden. You are the one who will come and make all the wrongs right and make all things new. You are he. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God, the Savior. Verse 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, what does it say? I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And just verse 18 one more time, this is it. Now I say to you, Simon, that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So, okay, so Jesus, he's engaging with his, with his people. What is he talking about? What is, what is the big idea here? There's a few things I want you to notice, all of which are very, very, very good news. All of which, very good news. The first being, 
that Jesus says that the church, that the church across all space and time, the church including us today, will be built on a rock or a firm foundation of faith. A firm foundation of faith. And, and Jesus can say this because he's the one building it. Jesus says it's not going to be built on, on the right people or the good people or the holy people. It's not, it's not going to be built on memorizing the Bible or not swearing very much or giving 10% in the offering plate. No, the church, God's dream for the world, God's greatest dream for the future will be built, Jesus says, on faith, on the rock, because faith is the reality that holds everything together. Faith is the, the firm foundation to build life upon, and not just any faith. Not just any faith. No, we see this in verse 16. It's belief and it's confession that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And I, and I can't emphasize that enough. I can't emphasize that enough. There is no church without faith in Jesus, period. Full stop. You can have buildings and you can have morality and you can have conservatives and you can have social welfare and you can have all these different things. But if it's not in Jesus' name, it is not the church. It's not the church. Because Jesus is building his church. And he's building it on our faith with himself as the anchor, the cornerstone holding it all together. And this has to come first. Faith comes first. But what's so cool, and this is the second thing I want you to remember. What's so cool, and, and, and really what's such good news for all of us here, is who God chose to lay the foundation with. Who God chose. It was, it was a guy named Simon, who he renames Peter, which means rock because of his faith. And Simon Peter, he had been with Jesus for a while. We see his story starting in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus, he walks past some brothers fishing. And, uh, and, and brothers who had grown up uh, as good Jewish kids but, but didn't quite make the cut for uh, rabbi school or to be a teacher or to follow them. So they went back to the family business of, of fishing. And it's to them, these Jewish leftovers, okay? These Jewish leftovers, the, the, the kids last picked for recess, right? It's to them that Jesus says, follow me in Matthew chapter 4. He says, follow me. And they do. And for years, Simon, Peter, he, he, he sits under the leadership of Jesus. He watches, he watches what Jesus does and how he does it. He learns from him and he, and he steps into his ways and his practices all the way up to Matthew chapter 16, our passage for today, when Jesus asks him, who do you say I am? And I don't, I don't know if you really understand the gravity of this moment because the creator of the universe and sustainer of all things, he asks this kid that no one else wanted, he says, who do you believe I am? And Simon, Simon Peter, who, who must have had layer upon layer of doubt and insecurity of, and fear of failure, all these different things, he, 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 he overcomes with bold faith and he responds to Jesus and he confesses to the world around him. He says, I believe that you are the Christ. Just like we sang that first song today. I believe you are the Christ. You are the one we've been waiting for. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, yep, you got it. Yes, and now it's upon your faith, Simon Peter. It's upon your faith, not the professionals, not the perfect, not the pious, not the holier than now, but upon your faith with your leftover materials that no one else wanted. It's with you that I will build the future. It's with you that I will build my new family. 
my new house, upon you, Peter, that I will build my church. And isn't that just so absolutely outrageous, but also unbelievably encouraging for us today? I think sometimes if I was Jesus, which I'm so glad I'm not, but sometimes I think, man, if I was Jesus, what what would I maybe do a little differently? What would I do just a, a little different? How might I handle some of these situations different? And man, this is one of those moments, you know, when I'm determining the future of the world. When I'm laying this foundation for what's next, man, I I think I probably would have gone through some more secure channels of vetting, you know? I I think I would have taken some resumes. Six to nine months, I would have done all the background checks. I would have put them through every possible personality inventory and and just checked out the team chemistry, you know? I would have have likely taken someone from a top school uh, with great, great work experience, excellent references. Anybody else? Yeah. Because we're talking about the future of humanity. We're talking about the hope for the world, God's, God's chosen vessel to bring the lost world back to be found, his church. But Jesus, man, he is just so incredible because Jesus, he sees beyond what's safe in Simon and instead calls out what's possible in Peter. I'm going to say that one more time and I better get an amen this time. Because Jesus, he sees, what's, he sees beyond what's safe in Simon. And he calls out instead what's possible for Peter. And what's so amazing, and what's so amazing, and this is such good news, is that he does the same for you. He does the same to me. God chooses to use leftover materials to build his dream for the world by calling us out of our past. By calling us out of our wandering, out of our fear, out of our depression, out of our doubt, out of our addiction and our pride, out of our trauma, out of our pain. He calls us out and he calls us into our greatest possible life of purpose and faith and obedience. This is what God does. God looks at you and and I know that some of you have grown up in the church so you've heard this before and, and, and you get it, but just, just stick with me one more time for good measure. God looks at you, all of you, with all of you, every part of you, and still says, I want to build a future with your faith. This is our God. God looks at you and he says, I want the, the world to know me through your life. And listen, God knows you. He knows the real you. He knows knows where you've been and what you've done. There's nothing that you can hide from God. And yet he still says, he still says, come to me. I got this. Just just come to me. I'll carry your way. Just, Just come to me. Let me show you what it means to be alive. Come to me, God is saying even now. Come home. Come home to a place where you'll always be welcome and, the, and a place where you're, you, you'll always have family. Come and be. Come and be the church. Some of you today, this is maybe your first time here and you're just kind of on the fence about all this, but let me just tell you, Jesus is saying even now, come and be the church. See what's possible as you commit your heart and build your life on the firm foundation of faith in Jesus. This is the invitation. Come and see and build something better. This is it. Come and see and then build something better. You don't don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. Faith comes first. 
Faith comes first. Faith in Jesus is the foundation of his church, and it's available. It's available, this life that defies expectation, that surpasses anything we could possibly think or imagine. This life, this hope is available for anyone who, who chooses to commit their leftover materials, their living stones that make up their life to build something better for him. And I, and I know, hey, I know that most of us have already made this decision. I get that. Most of you have been in church here for a long time. I grew up in the church. Like, I'm a professional Christian. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Edit that out of the podcast, Manny. Um, but I know that most of us have been living in this house of faith for decades, if not half centuries, maybe three-quarter centuries. But if you're anything like me, it can be so easy to forget the reality and the new normal that we've entered into. This new way, this new life. It can be so easy to get wrapped up in the good and in the bad of where we've been that we lose sight of where we're going and what's next. And again, I don't want to assume. Like, I only kind of know some of you, and I can't wait to get to know more of you. We've got this potluck scheduled next week, two weekends from now. I can't wait. We're going to eat so much hot dish. It's going to be awesome. But listen, I don't want to, I don't want to assume or project. I just know where I've been. And I know how easy it is to get distracted and and start building our little Lego lives on a rug instead of on a firm foundation, which is, I think, why God is waking us up to this first Sunday, week one of, of 2020, to give us fresh eyes and calling us all back to this foundation this morning, to remember what's true together, to remember what's true together so we can begin to see clearly again what is possible for us, but, but also what's expected from us as his dream, as his church, as his future. And this is really what, what Paul was getting at in the scripture we heard Priscilla read earlier um, from Ephesians 2. It'll be on the screen starting in verse 16. That through faith, Christ has brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace, and that was the end of hostility. I think some of us here today are still feeling the war within. But God wants to bring peace. Christ came and preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals because God said so. Through him, we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. That's plain enough, isn't it? You are no longer wandering exiles. You're no longer leftovers. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone. And this is it because this is it right here because God is building a home. He's using us all independent and irrespective of what brought us here today in what he's building. He used the faith of the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. But now he's using you. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. And we see it taking shape day after day, this holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. This is not about us as individuals. It's about us together. 
We're being built together into a temple in which God is quite at home. Listen, through faith, summarize, if you're taking notes, through faith, God is building a home and a future, a family where, where all the world is welcome to the table. A peace made possible through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. God is building, he is growing and adopting a people where there are no strangers and there are no outsiders. It's a home, a future, a peace, a people, and there's a place to be and a place to belong and to become more together. This is what God is doing. And he's using all of us, all who believe, all who confess, regardless of how you got here, Regardless of your history, regardless of your family's legacy, he's using all of us, all with faith, to assemble this community. He's using all of us. He's fitting us in, brick by brick, with Jesus holding it all together. And this is our, this is our foundation. This is our foundation today, yesterday, and forever. This is this is, our this, is, this is what this church was built on. Generations of bold faith laying in surrender on the immovable and eternal cornerstone of the Messiah. For 75 years, as First Baptist Church at La Crescenta, La Crescenta First Baptist Church, FBCLC Community Life, Community Life Church. The sign keeps changing, we're working on it. Whatever it's been called, this church has always at the core found its footing on the person of Jesus. And it always must. Strip away everything else. Everything. Our preferences, our liturgy, our practices, our demographics, our decorations, our location, our building, our musical preferences, our attendance, our leadership. Strip it all away. The only thing that matters as we define what's next together is our confession. Everything else is relative. Everything else is subjective. All of these preferences that we've held on to, they all live in submission to the mission that God is calling us into. That Jesus is Lord as we surrender to his ways. And this is the only foundation that will be strong enough to hold the church God wants to build here. This is the only foundation that will support the vision and the dreams and the work that God wants to do as he reaches out to this lost valley, the La Crescenta Valley. It's a foundation of faith. Not, not piety, not attendance, not tradition. It's a foundation of faith. So, week one, 2020, Okay, so I wonder, and, and Priscilla and Manny, if you guys want to come up, we're going to be leading this communion moment in just a moment, and um, we're going to sing, and it's going to be an awesome time of reflection, but I just wonder as we close, I wonder what God is um, speaking to you this morning. I wonder how God is calling you, because, because the reality is that God is real, he is here, he's with us, and he's calling all of us. He's calling all of us to a greater life of faith and to build our, our life on something better, but I just wonder specifically, I wonder how God, is, how God is calling you to build your life on his love. I wonder how God is, is, is calling you even now to say farewell to 2019. 
and all the things, all the past that is held over you. So you can say hello to the unlimited future of his promises. I just wonder what, what in your life has to go so, so his, his promises can fill that gap. Because, listen, this, this is our base. This is our starting point. This is our foundation of faith. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord of all, and, and, and everything in us needs to reflect that. Everything we say, everything we do, every investment we make, every relationship we have, everything has to represent our, our, our confession that Jesus is Lord. There are no parallel foundations or hidden basements with compartments for you to hide your life anymore. Nah, because as Paul said, the kingdom of faith is now your home country. This kingdom of faith is now your home. You are no longer strangers or outsiders. You can't pretend to be. You belong here. Stop fighting it. Stop running. Come to me. Come and see and build something better together. This is who you are now. This is who we are. This is our foundation because of Jesus. So what is God calling you to lay down even now as you choose to build your life on something better? I just want you to take a minute to consider a little internal audit of the things that have maybe been holding you back from really investing and building your life on this foundation of of love and mercy and grace, this foundation of faith of Jesus. What are some of those things? What are some of those things? Take a minute to consider, to ask God, to bring focus to your heart as we prepare for worship and to receive communion. Now, practically, the ushers, they're going to be coming down in just a moment to serve the bread and the cup. And this is my first time here for communion, so I don't know all the, I don't know how, how all the traditions have gone, but today this is what we're doing. The bread and the cup, it represents the broken body of Jesus and the blood spilled to bring peace. And, uh, and we practice open communion here, which means if you have given your life to Jesus, regardless of what brought you here, irregardless, you are welcome to the table today. So as the bread and juice pass, please receive it and eat and drink as you feel led in worship. You don't have to wait for everyone. You can eat and drink as you feel led. But from there, the band is going to continue to lead us in a time of song and reflection. So after you're received, you can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, you can bow. Whatever posture is fitting as God is speaking to you now. But please, 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 please don't miss this opportunity. Please don't miss this opportunity to acknowledge what's true because God is here and God is real and he is leading us somewhere absolutely amazing. He's trying to show us what's next, but we need to first, we need to first all together, we need to take steps on a common understanding of what's real. We need to come to a common understanding of what is true so God can build what needs to to be built for us to achieve what he's calling us to go. And this, this common foundation is simply that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and he is saying, come. Follow me. You don't have to do this on your own. Just come. Follow me. Let me show you what's next. Just come. Welcome home. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. And he is saying, come. Follow me. Welcome home. 
Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you that your foundation for what's next is is rooted in love and not in our own personal ability to fulfill your expectations. God, we are so grateful that that the, the economy of heaven is one of grace and mercy and compassion. And God, the life that you are inviting us into is so rich. It's so full and it's so much bigger than we could possibly imagine, God, but we still need that. We still need that that firm foundation, the footings with you as the cornerstone, God. We still need that for the life that you're trying to build in us. So God, in this moment, we just say, build this church. Build this church with your ways, not ours. Build this church, God, with with the people that that you want to be drawn into this community, God. Give Give us open doors and open eyes to see the people you are putting in front of us, God. So they might understand, so they might know and believe and be saved. So God, even in this moment, as we, as we take the bread and the cup, God, as we, as we celebrate the sacrifice that you made on our behalf, as we are following your instructions by eating and drinking together today, God, give us a greater appreciation for the life and the love that you're inviting us into. God, help us remember well what you did on our behalf so we could live free. So we could be free people. So God, we love you and we thank you. We know that we are undeserving of the love that you gave, but God, now we are worthy of the love that you give because you say so. So God, if if, if there's anyone here, God, that's just on the fence, I just ask that you would nudge them over into a life of faith right now. And to do that, all you have to do is just say, God, I believe that you're real, you're good, you love me, and you lead to peace. Open my eyes, show me what's next. God, it's a moment of faith. It's not a moment of perfection. It's a moment of faith that we step into now. So God, just lead us into this life of faith together. God, lead us in this life. And so, God, it's in your name that we have gathered. It's in your name that we sing. It's in your name that we've given and the name that we will receive in just a moment the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen.